Welcome to the Proverbs 31 Ministries podcast, where we share biblical truth for any girl in any season. I'm your host, Kaylee Olson, and I'm here with my co-host and friend, Meredith Brock. Hi, Kaylee. So great to be back with you today. We've got something really exciting in store for our listeners. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest right away. Some of you might recognize her from the podcast episode I taught a couple months back. Our friend, Lisa Allen, is here with us today. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me today. It's good to have you back. Yes, we're so excited for what you have to share with us today, Lisa. But before we let you dive into your teaching, I want to take just a minute and give a quick shout out to all of our listeners who have left a review on iTunes or shared on social media using the P31 podcast hashtag. You know, whenever we started this podcast earlier this year, we really just wanted to bring the same conversations we have in-house here at Proverbs 31 Ministries to you, our listeners. Our hope was that you would be able to take what the Lord is teaching us and apply it to whatever season you're facing in your own life and whatever season of life that you're in. God has been so faithful to do just that in the short months this podcast has been around, and we are so expectant for what He's continuing to do. That's right, Kaylee. When we're faithful to God's calling and step forward, He really does do immeasurably more than what we can do on our own. Mm-hmm. Lisa, you're giving a teaching to today called Making Room for the Assignment God Has for You. And I know personally, hands down, you're a woman who lives this message out day in and day out. I can't wait to hear what you have to share with us today. So why don't you take it away? Oh, thanks, Meredith. I don't know that I live it every day, but I sure do try. It's easier (laughs) said than done. Uh, Well, today I want to talk about making room for the assignment that God has for us. And there's four things today I want to talk about that um, help that we make room for. And conveniently, they all begin with the letter C. Love that. We couldn't tell earlier whether it was an acronym or an acrostic. I think we decided- Or an alliteration. Alliteration, that's it. Somebody out there, some English major- Please comment. That's right. So, but but they're all the letters C. So, there's four things we're going to talk about in order to make room for the assignment God has. Number one is our connection with God. Number two is our confidence. Number three is our calling. And number four is our capacity. And this message was birthed out of Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, which is a very familiar passage that I have loved for years and years. Um, It says, therefore, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with perseverance the race marked out before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Now, of course, you know, when you see the word therefore, what do you have to do? See what it's there for. See what it's there That's for. Right. Look at you so, guys. I know. I don't even have a seminary degree. I figured that, that out was so very far. Clever. I try. I try. So therefore, in light of chapter eleven in Hebrews, which is the heroes of our faith right. chapter, mm-hmm. in light of that, considering the heroes of our faith from Hebrews eleven who died without receiving what had been pr- promised, with that as our lens, then let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Now, let me pause and say, this is where my learning started for the making room message. Mm. You see, I used to read this that let us throw off everything that hinders in the sin as just one thing. Everything that hinders me is a sin. Mm. And it wasn't until I separated those two things when God kind of said, there's two things. First and foremost, we have to keep our sin account short. 
-hmm. We have to lay aside the sin because that interrupts our relationship with God, our hearing from God. Mm-hmm. are being able to make an impact on his account on his behalf. So of course we have to lay aside that. But there's also things that hinder me. Mm-hmm. And that is a reminder for me that it doesn't necessarily mean there's sin, mm. but I have to begin to make room right for the assignment that God. So that it has for me. So that's where this whole message started from. And then after I lay off all those things that entangle us, then let us run with perseverance the race marked out before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. See, the race is our calling. Yeah. And it's through fixing our eyes on Jesus that we have that connection to God mm-hmm. and also our confidence and we have to create that capacity to run that race. So let's jump in and look at the first C, which is our connection to God. Now, true story. I hate having to even share this because this, I feel like half the people are going to just check out and say, blah, blah, blah. Of course, we have to have as a connection to God. It's not like that. You see, I believe that a calling requires a caller. So in other words, there is a connection that we have to be able to spend time with God. And a lot of us that are listening, everybody in this room and a lot that are listening, we do ministry as a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That means either part-time or full-time, maybe you're blogging, or maybe you're even just leading a Bible study or volunteering in our church. But what happens is sometimes we get confused because we get in God's word for that ministry. But we don't often take enough time to make that connection to make it for us. Mm -hmm. So I get up early in the morning. I grab my coffee. I grab my dog. um, (laughs) I open my first five app or my online Bible study, whatever it is I'm studying. I start to feel awake. I start to feel connected to God. I start writing notes in my Bible. I start journaling. And then it happens. I think I should post this. Or I should make a graphic for this. Or I should open this up, my next Bible study up with this. Or my sister-in-law needs to hear this. Mm. Now, um, I've broken connection with God in that moment. When that happens, I've broken connection with God. Now, in fact, I might need to do all of those things. But too often I break connection before God is finished and before I'm filled up. And so what I like, when we connect with God, we fill up. He is our power source, um, and, he, and He fills us so that we can pour over. And I look to Jesus as the perfect example who did this when He was pursuing His assignment, His calling, right. for his, that His Father, um, in Luke 5.15, it said that He was preaching and He was healing people of their diseases. Two parts of His calling, preaching and healing. And then in Luke 5.16, the very next verse, it says, but... Jesus often withdrew to lonely places to pray. You see how he did the calling, but he made the connection to his father. Right. And then in Luke 22, we see him in the Garden of Gethsemane facing his ultimate calling to shed his blood on the cross for you, for me. And what was he doing in the Garden of Gethsemane? He was connecting to his father. Mm-hmm. He was filling up with the strength to walk the calling toward the cross Mm -hmm. on our behalf. So we need to tenaciously guard that connection, that intimate relationship. We need to resist the urge to post it, blog it, speak it, and lead with it. At least I do, Mm -hmm. until we're fully filled up. We bring our empty cup each and every day before him. And we pour, let him pour into us and pour into us. And like Ephesians 3.19 says, that you may know the love of Christ 
that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. He wants to fill us. That word filled to the fullness means made complete. And then, and then that's when we're ready to go start our day. That's when we're ready to go pour back out. And I like to envision it like the glass of water that we have right in front of us. If I, if I filled my empty cup all the way to the full with water, all the way that you could not get one drop more of water in that glass, uh, no matter what brushed against that glass, fresh water would splash out on anything that passed by. And I like to think about that, that when I, when I finish with my connection to God in that early morning time, of course, we stay connected all day long, but anything can brush past me. I can have a little um, discussion, so to speak, with my husband, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of um, empty Lisa spilling over, um, I can splash Jesus on him. And what would happen if we filled up that full? So Mm -hmm. we need to make room for our connection to God. That's our first C if we're going to make room for the assignment that God has for us. The second thing is we need to make room for our calling. Now, whether you call it your calling, your dream, your purpose, kingdom work, each of us has something God wants us to do with our lives that will impact his kingdom. It could be mentoring kids. It could be serving in your uh, community. It could be just, you know, leading a PTA meeting mm-hmm. uh, might be what it is. Um, some of us have been called. Maybe you feel nudged, sent, directed, pulled. Maybe even you feel dragged into it. But we have some work that God is calling us to do. And the reason I love the word calling is the root of the word call in the New Testament is the word kaleo, K-A-L-E-O. And that literally means a divine summons or a divine invitation. You see, the Lord of this universe has, in, has divinely invited us into a calling, into some kingdom work. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think of the, this past spring's royal wedding. Did you guys watch mm-hmm. the royal wedding, either of you? I watched it after the fact. I well, didn't yeah. get up that early. We had no choice after the fact, right? It right. was on it all was the everywhere. news channels. Right, right. But I thought about that when, when Harry and Meghan got married, and I thought about this invitation, um, the, the word kaleo, and I thought, what would happen if I had actually walked to my mailbox and pulled out a golden embossed invitation to that wedding? Mm-hmm. You know what? I would have RSVP'd yes so fast. And Uh I would have figured it out along the way. How would I get there? What would I wear? Where was I going to stay? And I think sometimes with our calling, we want it, we want to be perfectly ready and prepared and have it all figured out before we say yes to it. And I want to really challenge us to say yes to the work that God has laid before you and figure out the rest along the way. God will lead us that we need to RSVP yes on the way. So, um, think about that invitation as something the Lord has invited you to do on his behalf. Maybe start a Bible study in your corporate office, in your boardroom, or mentor teens, or build wells in Africa, or run for the school board. Who knows? It doesn't have to be ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's your specific calling, yep. the, the, God's imprint in your life. Um, but here's a couple of things that I have had to pay attention to um, when I pursue making room for my calling. You see, we have a ministry kingdom calling that we're talking about, but we also have a role that uh, the season of life we're in demands of us. Mm -hmm. Let me explain that. Our calling and our role will always hold hands. So some of us have a role to be a mom. And that role, I I have a role to be a mom, but my kids are grown. 
So, so my calling to be a mom looks differently than your role as a right. mom. That's right. Because Meredith, you have little kids, right? And so mm-hmm. you're still, uh, you know, giving them baths and mm-hmm. reading to them and helping them with homework and everything. Right. So, can you see how making room for the calling that I have for ministry might look different yes, than yours? Very different. But mm-hmm. we have to pay attention to the role that this season of life requires of us because that will hold hands with our calling. Right. Um, so it might be um, your your role might be to be a wife. Now, mm-hmm. I'm called to be a wife. All three of us in this room are called to be a wife. Sometimes our marriage is like a honeymoon, mm-hmm. you know, and that role looks completely different um, than um, that. Sometimes the act of just them breathing is irritating. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I know. I don't. I know. That's yeah. not you guys. That's probably just me. Sometimes um, our role to be a wife will actually call us to sit in a counselor's office and right. fight for our marriage. That's and right. what I'm saying to you is if we get so busy making room for our calling that we don't pay attention to the role and let those two things hold hands, we might have a published book or a lot of followers on Instagram or whatever it is, but we might have a dead marriage. Mm. And so whatever it is for you, for me, it's aging parents. You know, the role to do ministry holds hands with um, being the only daughter here in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to miss the opportunity to be able to invest in these golden years of their Mm -hmm. life. I don't want to miss those nightly calls when I drive home Mm -hmm. from Pilates with my mom. Mm -hmm. Because someday I'm going to pull that that phone out and I won't be able to call her. And so that's what I'm saying. So you have to say, you have to trust God's timing with these things and trust the way God is bringing your ministry calling along with the role. Mm -hmm. And so pay attention to the season you're in. It's just like milk in your fridge. There are certain seasons that have an expiration date. Mm -hmm. So what is it that you have? God is always calling us um, to pay attention, but he's also equipping us for our calling while we're doing our role. So while you're rocking those babies, I promise you, you're going to be a better writer if you rock those babies. He's equipping you for that somehow mm-hmm. in, in his infinite wisdom. Or if we're sitting on the marriage ca- counselor's couch working on our marriage or finishing your master's degree or whatever it mm-hmm. is. So ask yourself this question, what does my role and this season of life require of me? Mm-hmm. And then trust that God will allow it to hold hands with your calling. But we can't ignore our calling altogether. Mm-hmm. Because while we're rocking those babies, um, our calling is also what pulls us off the couch. You know what I mean? It gives us purpose. Mm-hmm. It gives us passion. It gives us direction. It gives us focus and intention. I always like to say that your role um, is is what re- is required of you sometimes, but your calling will give you passion, and it's what you can do when you're tired. Mm-hmm. It's what you can do to go beyond yourself. It's not tied to a paycheck. It's not tied to a title. Mm-hmm. You know that's why it's so important that we continue to make room for this calling. So um, after you figure out what season of life you're in, what do you have to do to make this a no regret season in the role that God has Mm -hmm. called you to and then adjust your calling around that role? Mm -hmm. So we learned how to make connection, make room for our connection to God, um, how to make room for our calling. And then the third thing we need to make room for is our confidence. We need to make room for our confidence, confidence in God and who he has created us to be. Now, I don't know if you guys are like this, but have you ever noticed that people are just different than you? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> just different. Every minute of every day. Sometimes, would you ever go so far as to say they're just downright peculiar? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, yes. one of the reasons I love the use of the word peculiar, um, the word peculiar literally means that 
which stands apart. Hmm. And that's the kind of godly confidence. God created us in his infinite wisdom to stand apart within the body of Christ and to do that Ephesians 2.10 work that he's prepared in advance for us. Um, Hebrews 10.10 says that we're holy and we're set apart, but we've been also being created to stand apart. And we walk in the confidence in God alone in how he's wired and equipped and qualified us in who God is and what he's put in me and what he's left out of me. One of the illustrations I always like to use with somebody is just simply asking someone to write their name. Mm -hmm. If I asked you to write your name, you would just pick up your pen and do it. And you wouldn't think for a second, oh, I hope my handwriting looks better than hers. Or I hope, I hope, um, I hope I better, I better practice this a little bit more. I'm not Mm -hmm. quite ready, um, to write my name yet. We just do it instinctively. And that's the kind of godly confidence I'm talking about. What it does is it requires a lot of humility to Mm. be that confident. C.S. Lewis says that um, humility isn't thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking of yourself less. Mm. And when you pick up your pen to write, you're not thinking about anything about yourself. And that's the kind of godly Mm -hmm. confidence that I think that we need to have. Um, It doesn't matter. Our confidence isn't who's published or whose platform is bigger or who networks best or who's more experienced, but our confidence is in who God is and who he's created us to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, it doesn't mean that we don't work on things. We all have strengths and weaknesses and we work on it. Um, But when I was preparing for this message, I got an email and the subject line said this, get your confidence on. And I couldn't wait to open up the email because I was studying confidence to think, mm-hmm. what is it that is gonna that I'm gonna put on that's gonna give me confidence? And what do you think it was? It was shapewear. Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, I, I I'm all about a good pair of shoes, a good pair of shape shapewear. I'm even about you know at my age a well-spackled face. (laughs) (laughs) But heaven help us if we are asking things like um, our education for confidence, whether we have a lot or a little, Mm -hmm. if we are asking our experience for confidence, our Facebook likes, our Insta followers, even our Enneagram numbers, am I a a two-wing three or Mm -hmm. a three-wing two? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But I can trust that whatever I am, God's put it in me. Mm -hmm. And he knows how he's going to aim it and how Mm -hmm. he is going to use me. So we need to make room for this type of healthy, godly confidence. And I think it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I think healthy, godly confidence is um, is a tool that we can use for evangelism because I think we become approachable when we believe in who God created us to be. It's not an overfocus mm-hmm. on self. It's, a, it's an overfocus on who God is yeah. and trusting. So we need to make room for our connection to God, for our calling, for our confidence. And then lastly, we need to make room for the assignment that God has for us by literally creating capacity. We literally need to make room for it. See, capacity is the space between what you have committed to do and what you've been designed to do. It's the space that lives between ourself and our limits. Um, See, the fact of the matter is, if we're going to make room for the assignment that God has for us, we need to learn that we don't manage our time. We manage ourselves. Um, it requires the fruit of the spirit, self-control and self-leadership. It's within us to be able to create this capacity. You see, I believe that God has put a rhythm into our lives, um, like the rhythm of the flexibility of a rubber band. Mm 
There will be an ebb and a flow. There will be a give and a take. There will be times that our rubber band is expanded. Maybe have you ever planned a wedding? Mm-hmm. It's an expanded season. Yep. I'm not here to beat anybody up because you have an expanded season. We will have expanded seasons. Have you ever had a baby? Mm-hmm. Expanded season. Yeah. Um, got your master's degree. Expanded season. Maybe you're working in our son's a tax accountant where he's in an expanded tax season right mm-hmm. now. So the problem is not being having that rubber band stretched. The problem is we get so used to it being stretched that we don't allow time after that expanded season to contract. And if we live at the pace where our rubber band is always stretched, it will break and so will we. So we have to learn that rhythm. And so what if we actually stopped living? And I'm saying this to myself. What if we stopped living deadline to deadline? Mm -hmm. You know, what if I actually made friends with the word margin? Mm-hmm. in order to create capacity. Um, I love when I open up my laptop, a Word document, and a, a blank Word document will always be set to normal margins. Mm-hmm. And this is where I have to get honest with myself. What are my normal margins? And it's different for all of us. Every one of you listening has a different margin, but we have to get honest. So what's your relationship with sleep, for instance? You know, like I need a lot of sleep. I know you don't need a lot. <laughs> I don't need much <laughs> I at know. You've been, I, but I need like eight hours of sleep a night. It's mm-hmm. so sad. It's pathetic, really. But I found that if I'm going to make room for the assignment, That's right. I have to yeah, bring my full self to it. So mm-hmm. um, maybe you're a single mom, you know, mm-hmm. and, and your normal is going to look completely different than somebody whose husband is home at five o'clock every night. Or maybe you're retired. Maybe you travel. So what is it that we can do to be honest with ourselves Mm -hmm. about the kind of margin that we need? What's our normal? Um, Another thing that's really important in uh, creating capacity is um, I'm going to give you five letters. Five letters that will really, really help you create some capacity. You ready? Yes. N as in Nancy. B as in boy. T as in Thomas. F as in Frank. A as in Ashley. N-B-T-F-A. No, but thanks for asking. Mm. Now, of course, of course, we always pray before we say yes or no to something. Of course we do. However, I would venture to say that most every one of us listening to this could benefit from exercising our no muscle Mm -hmm. a little more often. I know I sure could. Mm -hmm. I know I sure could. I have a friend, an early morning friend that's been practicing her no muscle and we celebrate her nose because she was overusing her yes muscle. And because she overused it, it almost sidetracked her from the assignment that God has. And so what is mm-hmm. it that you can say no to in order to make some room, in order mm-hmm. to make some margin? Leviticus 19.9 says that when you reap the harvest of your land, don't reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. And of course, we know that's talking about leaving gleanings for the poor. Mm. But what if we use that same philosophy with our time? What if we left gleanings or margins of time around the edges of our weeks and our months and our quarters so that when carpool runs late, you don't panic because you're like, that's okay. I have a gleaning. I can Mm -hmm. do this somewhere else. Or bosses move up deadlines. It's okay. I've got a gleaning. I've got a gleaning. Um, Or babies get sick and you're ended up home, you know? So what is it that you can do to create some margin in your life making room? Also, what if, um, and I'm saying this to myself, what if I stewarded my time like I steward my dollars? 
You know, mm-hmm. what if my time became a holy act of worship and I, and I laid it before the Lord every single month, I write down every commitment I have for the month. Um, we just did this. It was October 1st, a couple of days ago. I wrote down every single commitment. And, you know, sometimes I remember one month was so, so busy for me that I sensed the spirit, not audibly, but I sensed the spirit say, not one more thing. Because there was so much already on my calendar that even the fun things, like if friends asked me to go out to dinner, I had to say no. Just for, And I would say to them, it's just for this month. Next month will be better. You know? mm-hmm. But it's that ability to really, really steward our time. Psalm 90 verse 12 says, teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And later in Psalm 90 verse 17, it says, um, May the favor of the Lord rest upon us and confirm and establish the work Mm -hmm. of our hands. What if that's what we did? What if we created capacity by giving our time back to the Lord and saying, how do you want me to make room Mm -hmm. for the assignment that God has for us? So we need to make um, room for our connection to God, for our calling, for our confidence and capacity. What is it that God is nudging you on as you Mm -hmm. listen to this? And then I want to close with just um, a piece of encouragement. I love it when people uh, way holier than me in the Bible face (laughs) the same situation as I am. You know, it always makes me feel so good. Um, In Acts 6, um, starting in verse 2, the apostle said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and we will give our attention back to prayer and the ministry of the word. You see, their assignment was prayer and the ministry of the word. And so what they did was they really made room for it. They modeled it for us Mm -hmm. by making room for their assignment. So what is it that we need to make room? Hmm. So good, Lisa. So good. I mean, I have a whole page of notes and this is the second time I've actually heard this teaching. And I feel like every Uh time I hear it, um, the Lord just speaks something new to me, really new and needed Mm -hmm. for me. Um, One of the things that really stood out to me that I was kind of processing as you were teaching is Thinking about the word connection for me, you know, you made the joke, like everybody, you know this, spend time with Jesus, right? <laughs> um, but that's on it. I, it's kind of embarrassing to admit, but that's hard for me. Mm. Um, I am such an achiever mm-hmm. um, that it's like it's an innate drive in me that not just connecting to God can be hard, mm-hmm. but connecting to other people yes. because it's embarrassing to admit that doesn't feel like an accomplishment to me. Mm. And so I, get that. I want to place my energy and my time in the direction of actually accomplishing something. Mm. Um, and I've had to, and I'm, I'm, I by all means have nowhere perfected this. Um, it's a daily struggle for me. Mm. I have to force myself. Like you said, I have two small children. I have a three-year-old and a seven-year-old. Sure. And I'm in that season where I don't get time alone. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even really like, I don't even get time alone to go to the bath. Yes. I, you know, I remember those days they're sitting on the other side of the they're door. they're sliding their fingers <laughs> underneath the door. Uh, they're talking to me, asking yeah. me to get them things constantly, you know. Yes. Um, and so I've really had to discipline myself mm-hmm. to wake up before they do, to yes. set my alarm, wake up before they do, and to take that time to really connect with the Lord. And I have found myself, mm-hmm. the temptation in that little bit of time before mm-hmm. my kids wake up, is, oh, this is my opportunity to answer that email. I yes. really needed to do that. Yes. Um, oh, mm-hmm. gosh, I, you know what? I forgot to take the trash out. I yep. need to go really quick. I'm mm-hmm. going to go run and take the trash mm-hmm. out. Um, 
And I have really, really, most recently, I really have felt like the Lord has said to me, Meredith, Mm. do you, this is an act of faith for you Mm. to believe that when you connect with me, yes, I will enable you to accomplish all that you need to accomplish today. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. and that's hard for me. It's yeah. really a it is a mental discipline yeah. to make myself sit down and say, No, there's mm-hmm. nothing more important than this. Yeah. There's literally mm-hmm. nothing more important right. than sitting down. And sometimes it may only be twenty minutes before yes. my little girl is upstairs mm-hmm. saying, Mom, yeah. Mom. But he, God takes those 20 minutes yes. and he multiplies it because your your role of being a mom is holding hands That's right. with your heart to connect to God. That's right. And I have seen, and this is, I'm not saying this is some magic recipe, okay? Mm-hmm. Y'all, it's not some kind of special formula, but I have seen on the days that I was overwhelmed with the amount of stuff that I needed yeah. to do, the list was insurmountable, that if I still took that little sliver of time Mm -hmm. at 545 Mm -hmm. in the morning until usually it might be 615, it might be 630. You never know when those little little munchkins are going to come calling. Um, But if I took that little 30, 45 minute period of time Mm. and connected with the Lord and said, Lord, my list is too long today and I am anxious and I am stressed out will you help me accomplish exactly what I need to accomplish today? There Mm -hmm. have been more times than I can count that I got through the whole list and was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't (laughs) believe I got that all done today. Thank you, Lord. And that's the spilling over I'm talking about. When you fill up, it spills over into Mm -hmm. every task that he knows is already on your plate. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've seen, he gave me the idea that I had been chewing on and couldn't land on, or he gave me the ability, literally the ability to fly through emails like, and be hyper-focused when I needed Mm -hmm. to be hyper-focused. And so for me, connecting to God Mm. is an act of faith. Oh, that's so good. An act of faith and obedience, knowing he'll provide exactly what I need. For sure. um, Mm -hmm. Exactly what I need. Well, and just, I wrote down uh, three times you said the word discipline Mm. and, and that making room for the assignment is all about Mm-hmm. Self-discipline. Discipline. I know. You know, it's I kind mean, of a dirty word these days. It People is. don't like to say, like, I'm, I'm really disciplined is important to me, but it's yes. so important. I remember a quote. I have no idea who said it that said the disciplined man is the free man. There's mm. freedom in discipline. Wow. Mm-hmm. You great. know what I mean? That it's that. It's And and the other thing is, is we discipline ourselves for a hundred things. Right. It's just we oh, choose right. where we do mm-hmm. it. You know, yes. it's so I always say uh, when people say I'm not disciplined and some people aren't naturally disciplined. Right. But if you pay your taxes on time, you're disciplined. That's mm-hmm. right. If you get your kids to school on time, you're disciplined. It's yep. just where are you aiming? At? And, right. and you know what? This is... It's worth it for this assignment God has mm-hmm. for you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And Lisa, I love what you um, said whenever you were talking about calling mm. and how that your role will always hold hands with your calling and that, you know, it's a certain season of life that you're in. Mm. And we all go through different seasons of life. And what worked for us in one season or what we enjoyed about in one season isn't what this season requires like you probably think about before you had kids all the stuff that you were able to do or maybe what did, what did I do I know I know that's what I want to know I know and I'm terrified of yeah. what that season will look like in the yeah. future you know y'all are scaring me over here yeah. nothing to be afraid of <laughs> so fun you say that yeah. but I was thinking about this one time last year I was driving to a video shoot And I grew up in the country where there was a lot of open space and I was driving to a shoot that was located 
kind of far out. And I was looking at all the empty pastures and I thought, oh, those people, they get to get up and they sit their coffee on the front mm. porch and they probably take long walks and they get to watch the sunset and probably not have as much to do. But I realized the Lord told me in that moment, like, Kaylee, you're not called to that season anymore. You grew up in that season, mm-hmm. but you're not called to that. That's or good. sometimes I'll be on social media and I'll see however much someone else is knocking out in their season. And I'll think like, why can't I keep up with them? They're doing so much. But lately what the Lord has been telling me and what I've had to tell myself is just keep your head down. So you talked about mm-hmm. discipline, but for me, like I have to get off Instagram. I have yeah, to do this. So like good. all the, the all of the things and all of the distractions that are keeping me from what I am called to do, that's like good. not what they're called to do or how much she's able to get done, but like the more that I can keep my head down and stay focused on exactly what I need to do, like the more I'm going to get done and feel good and confident about what God has called me to do in this that's season. That's really good. That's really good. And I know it's such a temptation to look is. at other people's callings, Absolutely. look at other yep. people's seasons and compare them to your own and yeah. it will steal yeah. every ounce of joy. It will. And, and I think, energy. I think we need to get used to celebrating how other people do things yeah. differently. Yes, you know, that right. when we... That's when we right. look down and we say, this is who you created me to be, yes. then I can look at you and go, I love that you only need six hours of sleep or four hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah. I love that, you know, that you're so organized. I just, I think it creates the ability to appreciate each yes. other so much more. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what a great teaching today, Thank Lisa. You. Thank you Thank so you. much. If Lisa's message today was actually an adaptation from a keynote message she gave this year at our She Speaks conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you sense God's calling on your life to take the next step towards your writing, maybe speaking or leading. The next She Speaks conference happening in July 2019 could be a great option for you. Yeah, that's right. It's a two-day conference we host in the Charlotte, North Carolina area every summer. And although registration isn't open yet, you can certainly sign up for the interest list to be notified when registration opens in 2019. All you need to do is visit shespeaksconference.com to sign up. Or... Yeah. Maybe you don't want to wait until July 2019 to get the training you need to be a writer. That's a long ways from now. A fantastic resource for our writing friends is our Compel Writers Training. It's a monthly subscription offered by Proverbs 31 Ministries that Mm -hmm. helps writers hone their craft while getting the encouragement and support they need to reach their writing goals. You can visit Compel training.com to learn more about this great resource. Yeah. And shameless plug here, Lisa Allen does several teachings for Compel. And I promise if you love today's message, then you'll love being a Compel member and getting to hear even more incredible teachings from her. All right, guys. Well, that wraps us up for today. Thank you for your teaching, Lisa and our listeners. Thank you for listening today. We pray everything you hear helps you know the truth of God's word and live that truth out because when you do, it changes everything. See you next time. 